Hello, everyone. Welcome to the latest edition of Airing It Out, Files from Leahy's Broadcast Booth. John Leahy with you. We have a wonderful show for you today. Before we start, I'd like to thank my guest, Brooke Bentley, who is a former Houston Texans media personality, and she is also the niece of country music legend Dirks Bentley. She was with us last week. Her new book, Sideline Confidential, came out this week. Please buy it. It's an outstanding book. Had a chance to read it in two days. I'm not a reader of novels per se, but this one really hooked me in. So uh, be sure to check that out. If you'd like to check out that episode or any other episode we've done here on the podcast, please head over to LeahyStorytelling.com. All the episodes that we have done are there. You can also check out uh, the blog we have. We have some videos. We also have an area where you can leave a review from zero to five stars. You can also leave your own uh, written review and is also a means to uh, leave me a voice message. There's a purple microphone at the lower right-hand corner of each page of the website. Also, please feel free to subscribe. We're on Apple, Spotify, and everywhere podcasts are heard. And check out my new website, johnrleahy.com, and the podcast links directly to uh, the website. This week, we're talking some football. Football is upon us. It's that time of the year again. We do this every year. This is uh, our NFL preview episode. We're bringing in three great friends. Our panel could not be more star-studded this week. First with us, we have the former voice of the Manchester Monarchs and a New Hampshire radio icon, New Hampshire radio sports personality, Mr. Ken Kale, is with us. Hello, Ken. Hello, John. Great to be with you as always. All right, Ken, that's always a pleasure. Also with us, he is the radio play-by-play voice of UNH Men's Hockey, a multi-time New Hampshire Sportscaster of the Year, and his name is Mike Murphy. We'll see Mike uh, in March, I believe, or February, when Merrimack and UNH get together. Mike Murphy, voice of UNH Hockey, great to have you with us, partner. Well, great to have you with me. We're not going to see each other again until February. I thought we we're good friends, John. We've got to find <laughs> a way to make that happen before then. Um, unless we get the music going before then, which I'm sure we will. And last, but certainly not least, we've got Jason J-Dog Arsenault, another New Hampshire music and radio icon. Uh, he's done it all in the industry, and he is as knowledgeable as they come. J-Dog, great to have you with us, my friend. Thanks, John. It was uh, just you and me last year, but you know what? I said we're missing Mike Murphy and Ken Kale. Well, come 2023, we got Mike Murphy, we got Ken Kale. We're ready to go for the 2023 NFL preview. All right. So there is no better place to start, gentlemen, than the AFC East. And, uh, you know, I'll just throw out a team and I'll I'll pick uh, someone to start. And anybody can jump in at any time. Mike Murphy, I'm going to start with you because I know you are a huge New York Jets fan. The big news, Aaron Rodgers, certainly uh, with the Jets now, that is certainly huge news. They pick up Dalvin Cook at running back. How much better, Murph, will the Jets be? Will the offensive line be able to protect Aaron Rodgers? And they're getting Brees Hall back as well. So tell us about the Jets and what you think about them. Well, Brees Hall, you know, I hope he comes back soon. Hope he comes back fully healthy. And I get that bringing Cook into the mix gives you a veteran name, but He is the least of my reasons to be excited as a beloved Jets fan. We have a motivated, inspired Aaron Rodgers, which the Green Bay Packers did not have last year, J-Dog can tell you. 
He has got an unbelievable young team. You have both the offensive rookie of the year coming back in Garrett Wilson, the defensive rookie of the year coming back in Sauce Gardner. Pass rush feels like Joe Klecko-esque. You know, and Marty Lyons, Abdul Salam, Mark Gaston, oh, the sack exchange is back. And I'm telling you, this division is loaded. But I'm going to start right at the top that I've never been, never been more excited for the start of a season than I am for the New York Jets in 2023. And J-Dog, I'm coming to you because you probably have memorized every game. I also predict the Jets will get off to a slow start in the first five games. It is not an easy schedule early, but it's a 17-game schedule. And as the year goes along and they get more in sync, this team is going to be a big second-half team right after all the national pundits give up on them. J-Dog, what do you think? The Jets were 7-10 and 10 last year. How much better will they be? Two more wins. They'll, they'll uh, have nine wins, and they'll get in the playoffs. This Jets team is vastly improved. Murph mentioned it. Aaron Rodgers, I think he lost his motivation the day that Jordan Love got drafted in 2020. He thought, wait, this isn't going to happen to me, is it? Well, it did, because there was a lot of rumblings in that 2020 NFL draft that uh, Jordan Love would go to a team like Green Bay to think about the future, because Rodgers was getting up there. He's going to be my age, the age of 40, come December 2nd the greatest year of all time, 1983. And he is motivated. He wants to make sure that the uh, the Jets are getting everything and then some. And I think it's going to pay off. Murph did mention they've got a brutal schedule. It is a tough schedule the Jets have, starting with the Buffalo Bills, to open up the season on Monday Night Football on September 11th. And the Jets are going to, well, no matter what they do, the Dan Patrick Show had alluded to this, no matter what they do, win or lose, they're going to be magnified 500 times more than other teams uh, that I think should have got a little bit more hype, maybe like the Detroit Lions and the Washington Commanders. Those are teams I had two teams I don't think you should sleep on. But the Jets were the storyline throughout the entire offseason, and we're going to see how it plays out. They are vastly improved. This is a great situation for Aaron Rodgers because the way it ended last year for him for Green Bay, I had a feeling he was out the door just the way the NBC broadcast was basically talking about him and Randall Cobb hugging all the time. Uh, that this was the end, at least the end in Green Bay. And, well, Cobb's now with him with the Jets. And they're the Green Bay Packers north, I guess, because a lot, a couple of the Packers, Lazard and Cobb, are now in uh, New York along with Rodgers. And it's going to be interesting to see what happens. This could be the toughest division in football or the most over, overly hyped division in football. We shall see. But I got the Jets winning at least nine games and getting into the playoffs. Ken, anything to add on the Jets? Well, you know what? I agree with uh, with J Dog in the sense that I think the Jets are going to be uh, two games better uh, than they were last year when they were seven and ten. I'm saying nine and eight this year, but I think Murph is underrating the addition of Dalvin Cook into the lineup. I I think you know what? I'm going to say something very controversial here to start things off. I think he is going to be more of a difference maker to that team than Aaron Rodgers. Mm, I really do. I think I think you, you know, Rogers may be motivated. I won't question that. But I think you know his uh, career is on the downside. I, I really do. I, I think he's shown that the last couple of years at, at Green Bay, whether it was the Jordan Love factor or whatever it was. I think uh, Cook is going to make more of a difference and help the Jets in the long run uh, more than Aaron Rodgers. Call me crazy, but that that's the way I see it. 
No question. I think the Jets are going to be significantly better. And, uh, you know, they may hit double digits for wins this year. That That is a dangerous team. Ken, I'm going to start with you with the Patriots. Uh, new offensive coordinator. Um, yep. they, uh, the question is, which Mac Jones are we going to see? Are we going to see the Mac Jones that uh, was a Pro Bowl quarterback or in his first year? Or are we going to see the Mac Jones who regressed? Interesting. Uh Juju Smith-Schuster now on the ball club. Devin McCourty has retired. And Ezekiel Elliott now, yep. in the pa- now in the Patriots' backfield. Ken, I'll start with you. Well, it's going to be the first time I've ever rooted for Ezekiel Elliott because <laughs> uh, I am, uh, you know, anti-Dallas Cowboys all the way. Uh, but, uh, you know, I think it's a, it's a good addition. Uh, I guess he can make up to $6 million dollars if certain incentives are met. Uh, but uh, you can't get overly excited about it. Although I will say that Elliott has been a very durable back, and uh, the the Patriots in the past few seasons, I mean, even when Brady was there in his later years, uh, did not have great success in the red zone. And I think that's where Elliott can help out perhaps more than anywhere else. As a third down back or, uh, you know, in the red zone, I think Ezekiel Elliott can potentially help out. I don't want to get uh, too excited about it. Ramondre Stevenson, I like him uh, as a back. I think he's a good power runner. Uh, They've added a couple of receivers, as uh, you mentioned, uh, Jojo Smith-Schuster, Juju Smith-Schuster, I should say. Uh, And, uh, you know, you never know what Mac Jones you're going to get, do you? Yeah. Uh, So I I think it's going to be the good Mac Jones. I think Bill O'Brien back as the offensive coordinator uh, will get him on a good path. So I, I you know, think the Patriots, uh, last year they were eight and nine. I'm going to go, I'm going to really, uh, you know, be dramatic here and say they're going to improve by uh, two games and they'll go nine and eight. Or is that one game? Either way, not, I look for a nine and eight season, which would be uh, an improvement. Any other thoughts on the Patriots from uh, you, Murph? Yeah, I will say I expect Mac Jones to have a very good year. Number one, the sophomore slump is behind him. Number two, Bill O'Brien, for all of his faults as a head coach, very good offensive mind. And I think like the Jets, the beginning of the season may be tough. The Eagles to begin with, the Jets on the road, the Cowboys on the road. So a lot of people may get off their bandwagon. But the middle part of that season, you know, their bye doesn't come until week 11. But right before that, the Commanders, the Colts, and coming out of that, the Giants, Chargers, Steelers, I think the Patriots are going to be about nine and eight, which will be second place to the beloved Jets, and they're a playoff team. I mean, the one thing we haven't mentioned at all, and Ken went in depth, Bill Belichick. Yep. All right, he's not done. He he has the scattering report on everybody. So uh, the Buffalo Bills we haven't gotten to yet, or the Dolphins, but this is a Belichick revival revenge tour. He ain't, he ain't going to be able to stop Rodgers and the Jets. Sorry, but the Dolphins and Bills. Mac Jones and Belichick are coming for them. Jay Dog, any quick thoughts on the Patriots? Not sold on this offense, guys. I just don't know what it is. Bill O'Brien is another act. We'll see what happens here. I think seven wins for the Patriots. And the controversy controversy here, Bill Belichick done after 2023. Oh, now see, Uh, I I think they're going to keep him here to try and uh, best uh, the uh, NFL coaching record. But we'll see. We'll see. Uh, the Patriots were uh, eight and nine last year, game below five hundred, and of course they had that disastrous loss to the Las Vegas Raiders uh, at the end uh, there. So 
Uh, we shall see. We shall see. But I do think they'll be better. Let's start with J-Dog on the Buffalo Bills, a team that you predicted to go to the Super Bowl last year. Another disappointing postseason exit for the Bills. Uh, I think they want to diversify their offense here a little bit. Uh, big loss in Tremaine Edwards. Uh, they need to find a defensive leader. And Buffalo really must take better care of the ball on offense. Turnovers were a problem for Josh Allen. Uh, J-Dog, let's get your uh, thoughts on Buffalo. 13 wins in the regular season last year, but another early postseason exit. Joe Burrow and the Bengals, it was like a home game for them. They just were able to thwart anything that Buffalo threw at them. I think they've learned from that, and I think they're going to get 12 wins, and they're going to be one of the two teams that has a uh, – well, actually, one team gets the one by. I know that. But they're going to be one of the two teams that's going to host a playoff game and in the second round, and then uh, they'll get all the way to the AFC Championship game. I think Josh Allen uh, has learned from some of his mistakes, but he's got to protect that ball a little bit better, as you mentioned. And the defense needs to step up a little bit. I think the DeMar Hamlin situation certainly had uh, a weight on them heavily for sure. Uh, and this year, though, I think they're going to get to the AFC championship game. Not going to let you know who they're going to take on in that AFC title game until later on. All right, Murph, what do you think about the Buffalo Bills? Is this their year? Well, let's see, John. We've had Ken Kale give his controversial statement. <laughs> that Dalvin Cook would be more valuable than Aaron Rodgers. And then uh, J-Dog controversial saying Bill Belichick is done. So here's my turn. The Buffalo Bills, th it's time for them to fall apart. All right, They've been knocking at that door and met frustration because they couldn't get by the Chiefs, couldn't get by the Bengals. They're only 9-8 last year. All right, The league is figuring out Josh Allen, his weaknesses. Singletary's gone, so they're looking for a, a less reliable running back. And I told you, Belichick's revival, Aaron Rodgers showing up in the division – Buffalo, sorry, J-Dog, there's not 12 wins, not even nine wins. This will wow. be a sub-500 wow. Buffalo team. Wow. Whoa. Ken, uh, that's a tough act to follow. What do you think? It is a tough act to follow. Murph's always a tough act to follow, though, no matter what. <laughs> but I think uh, Buffalo is not going to be quite as good as last year, not take the the, the big landslide that, uh, that Murph has predicted, but I, I think they'll be uh, – uh, one game worse than last year, 12 and five, but still at the top of the division. Josh Allen, I think, clearly is the best quarterback in the division. He can do it all. He can run. He can pass. The problem is the receiver core outside of uh, Stefan Diggs is not that good. I mean, Allen can, can pass, but the receivers are, are just, you know, uh, average. Uh, but defense has been a hallmark uh, of the Bills. And only San Francisco gave up fewer points uh, last year than, than Buffalo. So I think Buffalo is still going to sit atop the uh, AFC East with a record of 12 and 5. All right. I tend to agree. Uh, the Bills only played 16 games last year. Right. Uh, of course, they had the 17th game uh, canceled after the uh, scary on field incident there in Cincinnati with uh, DeMar Hamlin. Um, the other team in this division is the Miami Dolphins. Biggest thing for the Dolphins, guys, is can Tua stay healthy? I think Miami's uh, good fortunes rest on that. Vic Fangio is the new defensive coordinator. Uh, you know, how will they gel? They have uh, some explosive wide receivers on that ball club. And, uh, Ken, let me start with you. Uh, what's your take on the Dolphins? Well, exactly uh, as yours is, John, that, uh, you know, Tua, I think, made some uh, great strides last year. But can he stay healthy? For a full season, that's certainly 
uh, a big issue that the Dolphins have, and and really every team has with their starting quarterback, but especially those uh, that are injury prone, like like Tua. Uh, they have some outstanding receivers, uh, Tyreek Hill and uh, Jalen Waddle. Uh, you know, I think they're going to go nine and eight. I, I, that last year, uh, I, I should say, I think they're going to regress. I think they're actually going to go eight and nine. They were nine and eight last year. I think they're going to uh, be a game worse this year at eight and nine and at the bottom of the uh, AFC East. All right, J-Dog, let's get your thoughts on the Dolphins quickly. Vastly improved, as you mentioned, Vic Fangio is the new defensive coordinator. I think they're only going to get better on offense. Tua has to stay healthy. That's really the X factor in all of this. And I've got the Dolphins getting 10 wins and going to the playoffs. All right, Murph, what are your thoughts on the Dolphins? I like Miami to finish ahead of Buffalo behind the Jets and Patriots. And I don't believe Tua will stay healthy. I don't think that's in the cards for this guy, unfortunately. Too many injuries, too many concussions. But they have Mike White. They've got Mike White, great backup quarterback. Jets fans were calling for Mike White. And in Miami, much like when Chad Pennington left the Jets, went to Miami, Mike White will find some success, and the Dolphins will as well. Last place, Bills. Mark it down here. All right. You heard it here first on Airing It Out Files from Leahy's broadcast booth. Uh, Mike Murphy is predicting the Buffalo Bills to finish in last place in the AFCs. Guys, let's go over to the AFC North. Big One of the big stories, we'll start with the Baltimore Ravens. Lamar Jackson is signed. He struggled last year, losing some games late. Uh, let me start with uh, J-Dog here and the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, the O-line was excellent. They lost Ben Powers at left guard. Do they have enough weapons on offense? Jackson needs to excel at the passing game. Uh, Baltimore last year was 10-7. and J-Dog, uh, break down the Ravens for us. Same old, same old for the Ravens. It's all about the defense, and uh, offense will just do its job. Although Lamar Jackson, one of the highest paid players in North American sports, he got paid. He got his money with the Ravens. I can't stand the Ravens, but they do this every year. They're going <laughs> to win 10 games. They're going to win the division. They're going to the playoffs. All right, Murph, uh, how about your take on Baltimore? Yeah, I think, I mean, I won't go as far as J-Dog disliking the Ravens. But after all that talk about the AFC East and how loaded it is, these other divisions we'll get to, there are weaknesses. Baltimore still has Cincinnati to contend with, but, you know, Pittsburgh's down. Cleveland, Deshaun Watson's got no conscience. Uh, I still think Lamar Jackson healthy and having a strong year and feeling good about where his contract is, plus that defense. I think Baltimore, uh, I, I'm going to stop short of saying playoff team, but they could be close to about eight and nine, I'm going to say. All right, that would be a two-game drop-off from last year. Uh, Ken, do you think the Ravens have enough to take the AFC North? Oh, absolutely not. Absolutely not. I, there's no question that uh, they're not going to win the North. Uh, Lamar Jackson at uh, quarterback. I get a chance to team up with Odell Beckham Jr. <laughs> if he can stay healthy. Uh, and, uh, you know, injuries really hurt their defense last season, but uh, they still gave up the second fewest points uh, in the league. So uh, I, I think Baltimore, uh, they were 10 and 7 last year. I think they're going to show a little bit of improvement with Jackson there for the entire season if he stays healthy. That's always the caveat, of course. But I, I see the Ravens going uh, 11 and 6. All right, let's talk about the Cincinnati Bengals. Big story there. Joe Burrow injured in the uh, training camp. It was a non, uh, 
non-contact injury, I guess uh, it happened uh, during a Bengals practice. Uh, so the Bengals seem to be a little bit unsettled now, but uh, you want to talk about a loaded football team. And uh, Murph, I'll start with you. Cincinnati was 12-4 and four last season. Obviously, the big story here is can Burrow get healthy and can he get healthy quickly? I don't know if he gets healthy quickly, but by the time the season really kicks into gear, he'll be fine. And the Bengals are going to be the top team in this division, head and shoulders above the rest. I mean, they'll be resting players by late December. I already told you Baltimore is a sub-500 team. We haven't talked about the other two fully, but no, the Bengals are getting close to that team of destiny right now. And Burrow is, he's ready to surpass Mahomes as a top quarterback in the uh, conference. J-Dog, what are your thoughts on Cincinnati? 14 wins, best team in the NFL. They'll be in the Super Bowl. Oh, wow. we're giving Super Bowl picks at this point <laughs> of the show, J-Dog? I was holding yeah. that for later, but okay. That's confidence for you right there. Yeah. That's confidence for you. Uh, let's see. Ken, uh, your thoughts on Cincinnati? I think J-Dog and I have the same writer because I have Cincinnati at 14-3 and and also going to the Super Bowl. I mean, I love to watch Joe Burrow. He's my favorite quarterback to watch without question uh, in the NFL. Uh, He he does everything uh, so well. He does need a little bit better protection. I don't know uh, how they've uh, boosted their offensive line in the the offseason, but uh, the combination of Burrow and Jamar Chase is just amazing. T. Higgins, also an outstanding receiver. So I like the Bengals uh, to go 14-3. and three. They were 12-4 and four last year, so uh, an improvement there of uh, a couple of wins. All right, so we'll move on to the Cleveland Browns. J-Dog, you are a big Cleveland guy. I know you're not necessarily a Browns fan, but I'd love to get your take on Cleveland. This is the first uh, season for Deshaun Watson, first full season as a Brown. Nick Chubb, of course, always a threat for Cleveland. Um uh, where do you see the Browns in this puzzle? Cleveland was seven and ten last year. I see them winning six games. I think they're going to lose. They're going to regress by one. Nick Chubb will carry the team. Sean Watson. I just, I can't, I just can't see it as him taking the next level to being one of those upper echelon quarterbacks. And the defense is so good. But again, this division is a rough and tumble division, as it is every year when it's Pittsburgh and Cleveland and Baltimore and Cincinnati. I got six wins for the Cleveland Browns, and Kevin Stefanski gets fired. All right. Ken, what are your thoughts on Cleveland? I I can't believe this. I I have six wins as well uh, for the Cleveland Browns. J-Dog and I are on the same wavelength (laughs) for the first time in a long time. Uh, But that's where I see them. Uh, Deshaun Watson, a quarterback, and, uh, you know, uh, for him to have a a good season, he's going to need a good offensive line. And uh, they, they have a, a decent offensive line uh, in Cleveland. Uh, but uh, their D-line needs some help. I think defense is an issue uh, with the Browns. So I see them uh, regressing just a little bit. They were 7-10 and 10 last year. So 6-11 and 11, uh, for this season. Murph, I'll tell you another thing about Cleveland. They need some improvement in the kicking game. Cade York struggled, and he must improve. All he's going to be doing is kicking PATs, John, because Deshaun Watson is ready to have a breakout year. The Browns will have six wins by November 5th. See, the Watson controversy is behind him. People aren't talking about it anymore. We all forgot how good he was. I don't. The Ravens are taking a step back. The Steelers, I'll tell you right now, are terrible. The Browns are a playoff team. They're the second 
this team because the Bengals are the best team, but watch for Cleveland to have a huge year. J-Dog, shame on you. You lived in that city. You know the best <laughs> in that city. <laughs> I might not be welcome back if I keep talking to them the way I am. Well, there's only one uh, piece of business left in the AFC North, and it is the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, very, very young at quarterback, obviously, since the uh, departure of uh, Ben Roethlisberger. Their sack totals were way down. Uh, T.J. Watt, obviously, is a star on the defense there. But, uh, you know, the Pittsburgh Steelers last year won nine. I, I think they might regress a little bit. Ken, let me start with you and the Pittsburgh Steelers. Well, I, I think they are going to regress, but just a little bit. Uh, eight and nine uh, is what I have them at uh, this year. If T.J. Watt uh, can stay healthy, uh, their defense uh, sh certainly should be improved. And, uh, you know, I, I like uh, Kenny Pickett. Uh, I think he's a, he's a decent quarterback, not among the elite, obviously, but good combination between uh, Pickett and, and George Pickens. Uh, so uh, we shall see. I, I think, uh, you know, last year they went 7-10. Uh, and 10. I look for a little regression and uh, say 6-11 and 11 this season. All right. Uh, how about we go to J-Dog? Uh, your thoughts on the Pittsburgh Steelers? Pickett to Pickens is going to be a fantasy dream, by the way. So that's going to be a good combination for years to come. Nine wins. They barely miss out on the playoffs. All right. Murph, uh, any thoughts on Pittsburgh? Yeah, Kenny Pickett's injured in game one against San Francisco. Mitch Trubisky comes in, and the Steelers win four games this year. All right. Let's go to the AFC South, guys. We'll start with the Houston Texans, a new, co a new coach. Lovey Smith is out. He was replaced by D'Amico Ryans, a new quarterback in uh, C.J. Stroud, who we saw here in Foxborough last week. Uh, Texans need to improve against the run, and they really don't have any go-to receivers. Houston won uh, three games last year, but the fans seem to be energized. Murph, let me start with you. Uh, how much better could or will the Texans be? They won't be that much better, but at least they have a vision. You know, you get, they have the quarterback. That's the good news. You have a coach. We don't know how good he is. You have to have a quarterback in this league, and they have that. But even Trevor Lawrence, who we'll talk about later on in this conversation, had growing pains. Yep. Stroud is going to have growing pains even in this putrid division. Maybe they get five wins. All right. Ken, uh, any thoughts on the Texans? And No doubt uh, the rookie Stroud from Ohio State, uh, you know, a as a rookie, there, there are always growing pains uh, involved with that. Uh, they don't have uh, really any – great receivers on that team or breakout receivers last year the defense was awful you have to think it's it's going to improve uh experts seem to say their secondary is going to be improved but nonetheless they were 313 and one last year i'm picking houston this year at two up and 14 and uh, 15 <laughs> down wow brutal season down in uh houston texas yeah. according to That's ken like season. yeah <laughs> j-dog you're the last one to weigh in here on the Houston Texans. How much better could this team be? They won't be. Three wins. They'll be the worst team in football, and we'll have the number one pick in the 2024 NFL draft mm -hmm. where they were going to start drafting defense. They're going to need it. C.J. Stroud, I think, is going to be a good quarterback, but those growing pains are going to happen. Houston's going to struggle. They're starting all over again. New head coach, new quarterback. Usually doesn't yield immediate results that are beneficial to playoffs football playoffs and Houston Texans we're not going to hear about that for a long time Houston Texans are going to be the worst team in football 
All right, let's take a look at the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, new coach and Shane uh, Steichen. They blew a 33-0 halftime lead in a game at Minnesota last year. Gardner Minshew will be taking over at quarterback. Uh, Jonathan Taylor's production dropped off a little bit at running back. They certainly need him healthy. The Colts will be playing in Germany this year against the Patriots. Uh, J-Dog, let's start with you. The Colts last year, 4-12-1. They also have a lot of room for improvement, don't they? That they do, and they have off-season issues as well. Jonathan Taylor wants out of Indianapolis. Jim Irsay, the owner of the Colts, doesn't want that to happen, will not facilitate that. The running game, the running, the running backs in general have been devalued as a position. The quarterbacks are making all the money now. Anthony Richardson, is he the guy? We're going to find out. Uh, we'll see. I've still got uh, – I've got four wins for the Colts in this one. And, again, I think they're going to struggle. New coach, new quarterback, like the Houston Texans, rinse and repeat. Mike, uh, we talked about growing pains with the Texans. I think the Colts are in the same boat. What do you think? I think the Colts will be the most boring team in the NFL. The best thing they have going for them is Jim Bob Cooter because of his name <laughs> as the offensive coordinator. But it's funny that, that John, you mentioned Minshew, a quarterback. J Dog said Anthony Richardson. The longer Minshew's a quarterback, the worse this team will be. So I expect we'll give the keys to Richardson. He will struggle. And if it weren't for the Texans being in the same division, <laughs> I'd say they'd be last place. But the fact that they're both in the South is good news for the other teams in the division. All right, Ken, let me get your take on the Colts. Uh, could be another long year in Indianapolis. It could be, and uh, they could be in for another great draft pick uh, next season. But within the last uh, 24 hours, it's it's they've pretty much named uh, Anthony Richardson, the rookie quarterback, the fourth pick overall in the draft, played one year at the University of Florida, and he apparently is going to be the starter for Indianapolis. Uh, when the season gets underway. So uh, we'll see uh, with Indy. But again, uh, it's, uh, uh, you know, not not a terrific division. Uh, 4-12-1 and one last year. I'm going for 4-13 and 13 this year. All right. Sounds good. Let's go on now to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, this is a team with uh, a lot of stability since they switched coaches. It's been great for Trevor Lawrence. Uh, the Jaguars were ranked 29th in stopping teams on third down last year. That needs to improve. Their red zone play needs to improve. But Lawrence continues to improve. Uh, Ken, I'll start with you. This Jacksonville team uh, seems like the class of the division. They were 9-8 and eight last year. I think they're going to be a lot better. Yeah, I think so, too. And they were the only team that was above uh, 500 in that division uh, last year. And I think they're going to be even more above 500 uh, this year at 11-6 uh, and six would be my pick. Trevor Lawrence, I think he made tremendous strides uh, last year at quarterback. But now uh, I think one aspect of that team that certainly needs addressing is the offensive line because you want to see uh, Trevor Lawrence, the franchise quarterback, stay healthy. But I think they, they will show uh, some uh, improvement this year and go uh, two games better than last year at 11-6. and six. Uh, Murph, Jacksonville's third down defense needs to improve from a year ago, but it uh, seems like they have a lot of pieces in place here. Yeah, 11-6 and six sounds pretty good. In that division, that's going to be a lock. I mean, there there is nothing I'm more confident in than the Jacksonville Jaguars winning the AFC South. They may have to play in the opening weekend, not get the number one seed, but they are so much better. Everything's coming together. Lawrence's experience. Peterson's a really super coach. And the rest of this division stinks. All right, J-Dog, uh, do you concur? Jacksonville seems like they're the class of the division. 
they're the only one that's going to have a winning record in this division. 11 wins, and they're going to get to the second round of the playoffs. All right. Last team we're going to talk about here are the Tennessee Titans. They won the DeAndre Hopkins sweepstakes. Is Ryan Tannehill on the hot seat? Wide receiver production is a concern, although Hopkins should help there. And also Tannehill and Derrick Henry are in the final years of their contracts. J-Dog, let's start with you. Tennessee is 7-10. and 10. I was down in Nashville back in April. They're talking about building a new stadium down there, perhaps. But Tennessee was a big disappointment last year. I'm curious to see from you how you think the Titans will be. I think they'll be better by just one game. And Ryan Tannehill's not the guy. You're going to find that out really quickly, that maybe they should have made the switch a couple of years ago. And he's been serviceable because he's been able to give the ball to Derrick Henry all this time. And Derrick Henry, you don't think he's going to be trying to play for a contract. My goodness. Uh, he could be a 2,000-yard rusher. He may break the NFL's single-season rushing record. He got one extra game to do it now. Uh, I don't think he will. I think he's going to gain close to 2,000 yards, and he's going to carry that team on his back. It won't be enough, though. Eight wins for the Titans. All right. Uh, Murph, your thoughts on Tennessee? Well, the best thing that happened in Tennessee was John Leahy's visit last spring. <laughs> the Ryan Tannehill era. J-Dog's right. He's not the man. But the bad news is there's no man behind him. You're not going to give the keys to Malik Willis. Derrick Henry will be jinxed because he was outspoken about what running backs should make. And that means a bad year is coming for him. And DeAndre Hopkins is a big name, but the big days are behind him. I mean, the Titans are a team on the slide. And again, if not for the fact that Houston and Indianapolis were in the division, we'd be talking about a last place team in most other divisions. They will finish second, but a distant second behind the Jaguars. Ken, does Tennessee continue to regress? Uh, no, I think actually they're going to be a game better uh, than they were last year. They're going to win eight games this year. Uh, Derrick Henry is still a Titan, but probably not for long. If you uh, believe the rumors out there, their offensive line last year was brutal and they could have a uh, rookie, a quarterback this year. And Will Levis out of Kentucky also played at, uh, at Penn State uh, a couple of years back. Uh, but uh, I, I think the Titans uh, are going to be just and, and basically because this division is, is so weak outside of Jacksonville. I'm going to say Tennessee is going to go at uh, eight and nine this year. OK, I think we're all in agreement there. Let's take a look at the AFC West. I'd like to start with the Denver Broncos, the big story there. We have a new head coach, Sean Payton. Um, Russell Wilson very much could be on the hot seat. Vance Joseph is back as defensive coordinator. Payton has never had a double-digit losing season in his coaching career. Denver has lost 10 or more games in five of the last six years. Depth could be a concern. J-Dog, let's start with you. The Broncos were 5-12 and 12 last year. Uh, do they improve? They do improve. I think they're going to be improved by at least four more games, nine wins right there. Sean Payton, I think, is the guy exactly that needs to help Russ Wilson because Russ Wilson has a body like Drew Brees. So that's a fantastic comparison right there. And I think that's going to be beneficial to him and the rest of the team. I think they're going to sneak in on a wild card, and uh, the Broncos are going to win nine games in the uh, AFC West. All right, Ken, what are your thoughts on the Broncos? Uh, some new uh, life with Sean Payton there as head coach. Maybe, uh, but Sean, get used to double-digit losing seasons, and this will be one of them. <laughs> uh, Denver is going to go 6-11, and 11, uh, in, in my opinion. I think uh, Russell Wilson has seen uh, better days. They, they really, and, and not 
all his fault necessarily. They haven't surrounded him with a great uh, cast of receivers. Uh, and uh, their, their pass rush on, on defense, not that good. So I, I don't think Denver is going to improve much, maybe by one game and finish at uh, six up and 11 down. All right, Murph, your thoughts on the Broncos. I want to start by giving J-Dog credit for comparing Russell Wilson to Drew Brees and then following <laughs> by saying what a great comparison that is. Um, wait, <laughs> Anyway, the point is, Russell Wilson is not Drew Brees. They have Jerry Judy, 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 and that's about <laughs> the Broncos are on the downslide. They may lose their first five games of the year. So mm-hmm. where J-Dog can find them, find how many more wins than last year did you have the Broncos having, J-Dog? Four more, nine wins. Four more wins. They've been lucky to win five games in the whole season. So, no, the Denver – Coach Payton should have left my coach's name out of his mouth, as you learned from Aaron Rodgers. But, no, with a quarterback who's done and the rest of the team not deep, you, you can't live in the past, Denver Broncos. It's a bad team. All right. So, Denver was 5-12 and 12 last year. The Broncos finished in last in the AFC West. Let's talk about the Kansas City Chiefs. Murph, I'll start with you. They are the defending Super Bowl champions. If you had to pick a guy on the hot seat, I think uh, Harrison Butker, the kicker, might be the guy. Uh, he had a high ankle sprain last year, so he wasn't as effective as he would have liked to be. But Patrick Mahomes, he's a, as elite as they come. The offensive line has been rebuilt. The backfield will get tested. The D-line was excellent. And under Pat Mahomes, the Chiefs are 64-18. and 18. You got to think they're, uh, they're right in the mix for uh, Super Bowl contention once again. Yeah, they really are. I mean, it, it's so easy to pick the Chiefs every year to be in the mix, but Patrick Mahomes is still in his prime, and he gets better all the time. Some of the players change, names change, but the Chiefs, I mean, they're, they're still the team to beat. So at least I haven't gotten to my playoff or Super Bowl picks like J-Dog did, but from this division, Kansas City is still the team to knock off, and no one's going to do it this year. Yeah, Ken, uh, what are your thoughts on Kansas City? They just continue to reload. Uh, still, uh, you know, they are the best team in the in the AFC West by a long shot. And I, I'm going to say they're even going to be better this year than they were last year. They were 14-3 and three last year. This year I look for 15-2. and two. Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, what else do you need? Uh, defense is, is, you know, average to a little bit above average. But uh, Mahomes and Kelsey, what a great combination. And as long as you have... Uh, a couple of players like that, and if they stay healthy, uh, I think the Chiefs are going to be uh, as good, if not better, than they have ever been in divisional play. J-Dog, do the Kansas City Chiefs get back to the Super Bowl this year? They do not. They lose in the second round of the playoffs. Okay. Mahomes, though, will be the NFL's MVP. He's going to throw for 60 touchdown passes, and he's going to throw for well over 5,000 yards. It's a high-octane offense. They are the reigning, defending, undisputed Super Bowl champions. I've got them at 13 wins, but losing to the Buffalo Bills in the second round, which will be hosting those Bills in the second round, losing to Buffalo. All right. So that is quite interesting. Let's take a look at the the Raiders, as Chris Berman used to say, the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, Derek Carr has departed. Jimmy Garoppolo takes over. Josh Jacobs might be the league's best running back. And uh, the defense needs a lot of work. Uh, J-Dog, let's start with you. Uh, the Raiders last year were 10 and uh, check that they were six and 11, three and three in the division. Uh, do the Raiders improve? Only if Tom Brady starts by week three, 
That's all. That's that's it. That's I'm only going to go by that. Like every time Garoppolo's starting, he's always getting somebody looking over his shoulders. And why not be Tom Brady, who's got stake in the Las Vegas Raiders uh, ownership? But no, this team is not improved. Derek Carr was on the downslide of his career in Las Vegas. Maybe going to New Orleans will be uh, helpful to him. I see this team winning six games again, and this time Josh McDaniels gets fired. All right. Uh, Ken, your thoughts on the Raiders? Well, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo is scheduled to be their starting quarterback. He's always a big question mark physically, as J-Dog alluded to. Uh, they've got a great backup, though, and Brian Hoyer. <laughs> and uh, the, the, big que- the big question, uh, you know, is uh, – you know, going to be the defense, and uh, and you know they they've had difficulties there, but uh, no, I don't see the the Raiders maybe improving by one game if Garoppolo can stay healthy for a little while anyway. And uh, as as J Dog said, you know, there's there's always always that Tom Brady aspect hanging over this organization now, where he's a part owner, but. Uh, I, I would love to see something dramatic like that happen, but I, I have a feeling it probably won't. So I'm, I'm picking the Raiders to be one game better than last year. They were 6-11 and 11 last year. I say 7-10 uh, and 10 this year. Well, Murph, uh, Las Vegas is a hockey town now with the Golden Knights winning the Stanley Cup. Uh, do the Raiders give uh, Las Vegas fans something to be excited about as far as football goes? They certainly do, John. Jimmy Garoppolo has been underappreciated everywhere he's been. New England, and then, of course, San Francisco, and now Vegas. I know he had the foot injury. He'll be healthy. And look at the weapons. You said it. Josh Jacobs. Guy's unbelievable. Devontae Adams still got some stuff in the tank. Jacoby Myers at wide receiver. This is a Vegas team with a lot to prove. They're the post-hype sleeper. John Gruden in the rearview mirror. Get ready for some fun, exciting offensive football in Las Vegas this year. All right. Raiders were 6-11 and 11 a year ago. Ken, I'm going to start with you on the Los Angeles Chargers as we finish up the AFC here. Uh, Justin Herbert, very good quarterback, a star in Los Angeles. Austin Eckler, a key running back, but he may be on the hot yeah. seat. As he was upset over his contract, he's going to enter free agency next year. The Chargers, very deep at wide receiver. Offense may need some more big plays, and they need J.C. Jackson, the former Patriot, back at full strength. Chargers had a pretty good year last year, 10-7. and seven. What do you see for them this year? Yeah, I, I see a little bit of an improvement. I, I think uh, maybe 11-6, uh, and six, but still uh, four full games behind uh, Kansas City. But Justin Herbert is a, a terrific uh, young quarterback, and he does have some weapons, as you mentioned, Eckler, who can run the ball, a pretty good uh, back out of the uh, – to catch passes as well. And uh, Mike Williams, a, a good receiver. Secondary uh, last year was uh, not good, but they signed a uh, former Patriot cornerback in uh, J.C. Jackson, who will help, certainly help their secondary. So I, I see uh, the Chargers uh, maybe uh, one game better than last year when they were 10-7. and seven. I say 11-6 and six this year. All right, uh, J-Dog, what do you think of the Chargers? They struggled in division play. They were 2-4, and four, but a pretty good year overall. What do they do this year? I think they'll get better with the divisional play this year, but I have them the same record as they had last year, and they'll make the playoffs. They'll get a wild card, and they will uh, they'll make the playoffs again. All right, and uh, Murph, we'll finish up with you and the Chargers. What are your thoughts on them? Once again, as much as I respect Ken and J-Dog, they're way off. The Chargers, 
that playoff game against Jacksonville where they collapsed is a sign of things to come. People talk about how great Justin Herbert is. I don't see it. I think he's maxed out. We're going to start to realize there's a lot of flaws in his game. You bring in a former Cowboys coordinator. This isn't Boise State anymore. I just think the Chargers are are bound to regress. There's no fan base, no energy in their stadium. They're always the road team when they play, unless it's against the Rams, who also have no fans. And with the Raiders' improvement, I expect the Chargers to slide into third place just ahead of Denver. All right. Awesome, guys. Uh, we've taken a look at the AFC. We are going to take a quick timeout. When we come back, we're going to look at the NFC. You're listening to Airing It Out, files from Leahy's broadcast booth alongside Mike Murphy, J-Dog, Arsenault, and Ken Call, Ken Kale. We will be back to take a look at the NFC in a moment. Hi, this is John Leahy. I hope you enjoyed part one of our 2023 NFL preview. Due to the length of the episode, I've decided to divide it up into two parts. You just heard the AFC preview, and next week we will air the NFC preview. So again, thanks so much for tuning in, and you've been listening to Airing It Out, Files from Leahy's Broadcast Booth. And we'll see you next week with the NFC preview. Thank you.